Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. We're momming today with Amy Abel, the VP for Human Capital at the Conference Board, which is a think tank. And Amy looks at... um, human resource decisions, how people are feeling, decisions that companies are making based on what their employees are saying. And Amy, welcome. Welcome, thank welcome. You so much for, thank you so much for having me. I'm delighted. I was in a yoga class the other day, in a yoga class, without a mask. It was very different and new and wonderful. And um, the the instructor was saying how she keeps hearing from people that they're not ready to go back to normal. And I was like, what? Not ready to go back to normal. I can't wait to go back to work and not have to work from home, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But it turns out that I might be in the minority. A lot of women in research that you've done, a lot of people in general, but primarily women, are saying, yeah, no, we don't want to go back to the office. We're, we're okay being home. Why is that? Yeah, no, absolutely. That is true. All the statistics and all the numbers and the data are showing. Now, it's not that women don't necessarily want to go back to the workplace. My belief is that they want to go back with greater flexibility. Ah. And it does not mean that I am forced to go back five days a week, you know, nine to five or whatever hours are their regular hours. Uh, Women have always, even before pandemic, required more flexibility. And why? Why is, you know, all the things that we know are are familiar, you know, parenting, childcare, elderly care, uh, and all the pandemic research shows that despite everyone being at home, women still took on the most burden of household chores, and that includes on top of childcare, right? So, we're just overloaded and overburdened, and we need more flexibility. That's It's really that simple. You know, I think my, my main question is, why do women keep shouldering all of the household burdens? And I think I know the answer to that, but I'll, I'll, let, you, I'll let you answer that one. <laughs> well, no, I, I, I think we all ask the same questions, and I don't know that I have the true answers, but it was striking to me when all the pandemic statistics came out that significant, especially if you are a brown or a black woman, took on way more of the household chores, childcare duties, you know, elderly care, everything just, uh, the statistics were shocking, actually, on, on how much we continue to not have more help in the house, even when there are more adults in the house. Oh. And, and I, you know, I, I honestly don't know how to fully explain that in great depth. So, so where do we go from here? What is the new office, the new workplace, the new home with adults working some of the time there? What, is it, what does it look like? Yeah, so the, the term that many are referring to now is the hybrid, right? Hybrid work, workplace. And a hybrid could be any of the combination of this, these groups of people. You could be 100% remote, so you never go into a workplace. Or you could be full-time 
uh, in the workplace, 100%, right, five days a week. And then you've got this uh, huge group now that was quite small before that is now the hybrid. And that could mean anywhere from one to four days a week where you work from home. And it varies significantly. We have not found a you know sort of common norm. And this is where the uh, flexibility of workplace and employers, frankly, that's the big change going on is this population we call the hybrid group and how employers are going to respond. We never had policies and procedures and infrastructure, if you will, in place that supported such a large group of hybrid workers. Yeah. You know, do we have the technologies to support this large amount of hybrid workers? I know everyone's still trying to figure figure it out and um you know, now it's July and the, maybe the first wave of workers have gone back to the office and September should be the next wave. So I, I understand there's not policies in, in place just yet. Big experiment after experiment number one that we can be productive at home. Can we be productive with this hybrid this hybrid arrangement? But I, I guess my question for you is, as we look to the future, like let's say you're a hybrid worker and you say every Tuesday and Thursday, I'm going to go into the office. Does that mean it has to be Tuesday and Thursday? Or can you say, well, you know, Tuesday, I actually have to stay home too. Like, how how strict are the policies going to be around the hybrid schedules? So I think we will have, we will see this all over the place. And and I actually think that's a good thing. I think um, what I would call global galactic policies are not helpful. And many employers, I think, are leaning into even looking at the team level, having the manager of the team and the team together, they can decide what works for them, right? Because every role is different, every team is different, every job is different. To have a one big policy that works for maybe some and maybe not others, it it just doesn't make sense. And the flexibility around that is what we have the companies will have problems with. We're not used to saying, well, today is Tuesday. Well, how many people are in the office? And we don't know, right? We struggle with that kind of uncertainty because we've never done it this way. Mm. And so whether it's a Tuesday, Thursday, whether it's a, you know, two days a week, three days a week, whichever days, uh, we actually would advocate having the teams decide. And of course they have to tell people, right? And it's not like it's a mystery or a secret, but letting teams figure out what works best for their group and their roles. And this is where it would be extremely helpful to women and and parents and especially parents with young children. Mm -hmm. Well, the conference board just did a study, a survey, and they found four in 10 Americans questioned the need to ever return to the office at all. And, and, you know, we said earlier, more, more women want to be home or keep those hybrid schedules than men, but they're also more likely to report burnout and stress from all of this work. And I'll get your answer to that when we're momming today returns right after this. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We're back on We're Momming today with Amy Abel. And why is it that women kind of more reluctant to go back to work and also report 
higher burnout. Because sometimes, like for me, I'm when I go into the office, I don't have to worry about it. Well, I do have to worry about it. But home is like far away and it's it's honestly less stressful being in the office. You know, I, I completely hear you and I understand. Um, so I think, unfortunately, women are stuck between a rock and a hard place, right? They're left with the burden of all the household and childcare responsibilities, and yet they're trying to keep their job. And so the stress level definitely is not easing by working from home. Frankly, the working from home just eases them of commuting time and gives them greater flexibility to deal with lunchtime and then go back to a meeting time, right? And But, but all of that juggling um, creates a high, high level of stress and a high level of you know, burnout possibilities because you're just, you know, just juggling too many different things. So there could be, I think it's a fair argument to say, maybe we do need to go back to the office a little bit more just so that we can partition our lives and be able to focus, you know, when we want to. And it's a little bit less less juggling. Yeah, less juggling. Right. That's Um, right. But but they can't choose that if the schools are not all open, ready, full time the way, you know, schools were. So that's actually, I think, still part of the problem is that it's not fully clear that everybody and all the schools and daycare centers will be back to normal in the fall. Which would facilitate more workers going back to a physical workplace. Absolutely. It would facilitate me going back to the workplace. Have you been home this whole time? I know you have an eight-year-old. Have, have you been home, working from home? Yes. yes. Exclusively. So at the conference, uh, yes. So at the conference board, we actually have always been hybrid. So when we changed because of the pandemic to fully remote, we were all enabled. And so that was great and smooth and seamless. So we ha- I have been home uh, since the pandemic started, and we're not yet going back into the office until after Labor Day this Do September. you want to go back? I do. I do. And why uh, is that? <laughs> because I miss my team. I miss the people I work with. And, um, you know, ultimately, this is my personal belief. We're human beings. Human beings, even if you're the most introverted, like connections with other human beings. And this Zoom thing is just not quite the same. And, you know, I want the human connection with other human beings. And it's nice to build those relationships in person and to see people. And, you know, heavens forbid, we can actually, you know, see family and friends and give hugs again. So, and you know, Yeah, uh-huh. no, I, I hear you. I hear you. What is a conversation that you think um, an, a female employee should have with her boss in trying to arrange her preferable schedule? Um, whatever schedule she wants, how do you have that conversation with, with your boss? What do you need to say to ensure that you, you can you can get what you want? Well, I think that's a great conversation. And, you know, certainly I would suggest that w- women prepare for that, right? Think about it. Um, ultimately, you're basically making an argument for yourself, right? So what are the positives of why you can you know, take on this flexible arrangement, whatever that arrangement is, right? That it would help with this, this, and this. And by the way, you got, you have to balance that, right? That helps with, you know, my stress level, my uh, engagement level, my productivity level, but it also helps the business because guess what? 
I can do my job. I have proven it. Here's how I will continue to do my job. Perhaps here are the hours that I know I will be on. And, you know, I might take off, you know, early for soccer game, but I will be back on at a certain time because that actually works better for my schedule and my life. But I can meet the deliverables. I can deliver on time and I can do the high quality work that you have been expecting. You know, so really make that argument. It's not just a don't don't think of it as a kind conversation, right? We're still in the workplace. This is a business. Businesses still need to do their jobs. And so how do we say, yes, I will support this business. I will help with the strategy. I will help with the execution. And here's how I'm going to do it. And I think if we are able to work something out and be flexible, right? Don't go into this meeting with, I'm only going to accept this deal and never anything else. Right. This is about flexibility from companies and flexibility from ourselves. Mm-hmm. And if we're both flexible, then we should really be able to come to an agreement that works for everybody. It seems like a very individual conversation, which means a big headache for HR departments in yes, America. This, that's exactly <laughs> right. No, you are exactly right. Our companies are not designed to be that flexible from all of these policies and procedures and infrastructure perspective. We touched on this. Oh, oh, sorry. Sorry to step on you, Amy. But we we touched on this a little bit earlier. Um, It all depends on school. And the CDC just put out their recommendations. And it seems like they think they know that kids learn better when they are in person, full time in the classroom. Right. But the research is showing that. With the course of the variants and the vaccination rates and the fact that children aren't vaccinated, where do you think we really stand come September or August in some states? Um, So, again, you know, I think there are reasons why the CDC came out with those recommendations. Uh, The research not only shows that um, remote learning has not been helpful for most children, not all. Right. There are always exceptions because everyone and children learn differently. But for most children, they have suffered in remote learning. Right. Uh, And so we need to not only increase and improve the learning, but the research has also shown that from a health perspective, I know it's scary to think, but these statistics show that children are at very low risk of, you know, the health dangers around COVID that has been true for the most part. And and so in combination, you can understand why the CDC would come out with those recommendations. Children need to get back to school because they're not learning as well, especially the younger children. And, and they're suffering. They're going to suffer. There's going to be long-term implications of their educational attainment, if you will, you know, over time if we're not going to address this quickly. Got it. Where do you, what conversation do you think we're going to be having one year from now? Um, I hope the conversation is, well, thank God we got everybody back to school and thank God we can get back to some workplace normalcy, uh, even though we're not going to be, we're never going to go back to the way things were. I don't think the workplace is going to be the way things were. I don't think how men and women work with their companies, if you will, will be exactly the same as it was before. Uh, I think we're evolving into sort of new business interaction, new uh, terms of arrangements uh, in our workplaces, in our jobs. And you know what? The employee has the power. We are in a very tight labor market shortage. That's what our research shows. 
there's a high demand for good, talented worker. And so if you are a highly skilled worker, you know you have choices. And if one company is not willing to be flexible with you, I can bet you you can find another company that will, right? And that's the current market condition right now. And companies need to respond. Yeah, right? they are. Yeah. Worker shortage. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Unbelievable, right? But if both sides remain flexible, right? Nobody needs to take hard stances or unreasonable expectations. Let's just figure it out. You know, let's just all just, we like, we just want to do our jobs and do it well and, you know, and not be stressed and not be burnt out. And, you know, we, we obviously need societal support like schooling and day childcare and all those things. But, you know, we also need our companies to respond to employees' needs. That's what, And that's what we are seeing, by the way. Your, your point about HR struggling with this is right. And that's what the research we do at the conference board. We want to help HR organizations and executive leaders think through how they should think about going ahead and moving ahead in the future. How should they be supporting their employees so that everybody wins? Amy, thank you so much for momming with us today. Good luck to you. And my fingers crossed that um, you'll be able to see your teammates again and your your eight-year-old will be back in school. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. I'm praying for that too. So thank you very much. Hi, everybody. It's Brian Kilmeade. I want you to join me weekdays at 9 a.m. East as we break down the biggest stories of the day with some of the biggest newsmakers and, of course, what you think. Listen live or get the podcast now at briankilmeadeshow.com. Listen to the show ad-free on Fox News Podcast Plus, on Apple Podcast, Amazon Music with your Prime membership, or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.